welcome to the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Martin-Thomas. Join me and my guest speakers as we discuss their journey with their voice and how they use it to support their passions and professions in media, education and the performing arts. Welcome to this special uh, edition of the Vocal Freedom Podcast. So I'm welcoming a wonderful guest today, singer-songwriter Amelia Quinn, who is here with me on this International Women's Day, Monday the 8th of March 2021, to celebrate the release day for her single Girl Talk, which has been almost a year in the making, featuring 24 female musicians and singers on this country rock track, raising awareness about how women can be treated differently in the music industry instead of being respected and employed for their ability, not their gender. Proceeds from the single are supporting the charity Girls Rock London, who are an award-winning organisation providing high-quality music programming for young and adult women, trans and non-binary people. They aim to demystify music making, challenge gender inequality in the music industry and wider society, providing safe, nurturing and joyful environments in which people can develop musically, personally and socially. Now, I first saw young Amelia Quinn singing around, I think, about seven years ago now. So we've got a lot of catching up to do. So welcome, Amelia. How are you feeling on this rather exciting day? I'm exhausted. <laughs> Apparently, staying up till midnight is really difficult now. Oh, um, <laughs> I know. Lock- lockdown has done the number on me. Um, no, I'm I'm very very excited, and the response so far already has been overwhelming. Like yeah. the amount of positive messages I've had, it's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. So. Um, so obviously if I go back a little bit in time then and I say like I said I saw you in a in a show so I know one of your old music teachers and I went to a concert that you were in before you obviously went off to do your sort of training as a professional musician so uh, tell, tell us a bit about your journey what happened from you know that time wow so yeah it's it's been an interesting journey and it's taken lots of turns that I didn't always expect so when I was in that showcase, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was with my teachers, Carol and Chandra, um, they were my piano and guitar teacher. And they're kind of the people that really empowered me to try to songwrite and to find my voice as a singer. Because previously to working with Chandra, I hadn't really sang. I never thought of it. I never thought of myself as a vocalist. So they are two women who have seriously empowered me and my musical journey but yeah, from then it, it was into the angsty teenage emo phase, <laughs> into a punk rocky kind of band in which I experienced lots of different things. Yeah. Um, but that's when I sort of started to find the business side of music as well, mm. like the organizing the gigs and the making merch and, you know, the planning releases and stuff. They, they weren't good, but I did <laughs> it. Um, and then broke off from that, went solo for a bit, sort of found a bit of an acoustic key folky kind of sound which I guess you could say that's why I've sort of turned into country now is because I always had that in the background. Joined another band when I went to university to do audio production and we formed a blues rock band so that's kind of getting closer and closer to the roots music and when I was in the band I sort of connected to a lot of artists that I still listen to or that sort of led me on to the artists I listen to now. That kind of ended (laughs) um again lots of experiences lots of you know building up the business knowledge as well yeah Um, and I did find a flair for it then also which sort of led me on to going solo for a start 
and also going on to do a postgraduate degree. Uh, I'm getting a Master of Arts in Music and Management. Fantastic. So you've been a busy young woman, haven't I've you? I've been like, busy. <laughs> I like to keep myself busy. <laughs> Excellent. And what, what was your main inspiration for this single, for Girl Talk? What, what led you into that journey? Um, so I've obviously I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a woman in a very male dominated industry. And a lot of my friends are women in a very male dominated industry across different industries as well. Mm. And it was kind of after a conversation with a few friends about our experiences in and out of the industry, because I'd never been in a band with other girls. It would always been the only girl in the band. Sometimes being on the audio production course, the only girl in a room. Yeah. So I kind of had a lot of experiences in that respect and so did my friends and it kind of dawned on me that we've all experienced very very similar things and the more people I spoke to the more the same topics came up and the mm. same experiences or similar experiences came up so that sort of spurred me on to the, the phrase girl talk came up in conversation and that sort of started the thought process. Well, okay, girl talk, you know, there's a song in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'm going to write a song called girl talk and just to just rolling with the idea that I'm going to release on international women's day and I'm going to raise money for charity. And that's just sort of the thought was there. And I was like, oh, cool. And then a little while later, I, I set out to write it and I wrote the first version um, the final version is the third rewrite and yeah it kind of that's kind of where it started snowballing a bit because it was only supposed to feature like three or four people <laughs> amazing so you've got you've ended up with over 20 different women all around the UK on this track so were these all people that you'd already worked with or known in your sort of career or or did you yeah, approach a, people a you didn't lot know? I'd already met and worked with and know um some of them I haven't worked with before but I know them from being in the same sort of circuit yeah and it was just the reason it got so big and it probably could have got bigger if I hadn't put a deadline on myself. <laughs> I just kept meeting these incredible female musicians or thinking of another one being like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think of her. Like, let's invite her onto it. And um, I did eventually have to sort of say, right, I do need to get this mixed and mastered at some point. So I'm going to have to stop adding yeah. <laughs> and put a deadline. So the only reason it's um, that small is because there was a deadline. Was I'm a probably deadline. still going now. <laughs> is it mostly singing on, like, of those 24 people, is it mostly people sending in singing tracks? or if, the, it... the majority, however, the band is also fully female. So we've yeah. got a female drummer, who you know. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, my Lindy. You know, Linda Stick, she did yeah. an amazing job. We've got female bassist and a female lead guitarist as well. I did the acoustic guitar um, and sort of the main vocal to start yeah. with it's hovering at number three in the um uk country chart on itunes at the moment i know that you've you've written about yeah. stories and things that have happened yeah. do you want to divulge any of those or talk I about can, i i can talk a little bit about it. so as i said it, it was sort of brought out of a conversation with some friends about experiences so some of the lyrics are based on true events yeah. um whether they're mine whether they're my friends you know there's a mix in yeah. there but some of them were from me sort of taking a look at female stereotypes yeah. and the sort of stereotypes that are placed on women as far as aesthetics and, you know, the sort of gossip kind of stereotype we have. Oh, you know, girls, they just chat all the time. They gossip. They just talk about boys and hair and things. <laughs> I mean, like, there is a line that sort of says in it, um, 
So you think you know what makes a girl? Is it pedicures, manicures, a hair full of curls, mm. cups of coffee and long conversations um, about the guys or girls we've been dating? Because we're being inclusive. Great. Um, and I don't date boys. so <laughs> yeah, That's so good. That's so good. Fantastic. So where are you going to go from here? What's your what's your sort of uh, your next steps in uh, within the industry? What would you like to be doing? Um, well, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to the world reopening and being yeah. able to gig again. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be lovely. But to be honest, I'm just working on my songs. I've written a hell of a lot in lockdown. Yeah. Um, so I've I've got lots of material to sort of start putting together and getting out into the world. So there's there's a possibility for some um, some more releases this year. <laughs> Fantastic. That's great news. And it is, it, it, would you put yourself now very much in that sort of country rocker category is that the, yeah, yeah. The, the main sort of label that I use myself is Roots Music because yeah. it encapsulates country and rock and blues yeah. and you know that all those sort of genres that come from the same place fantastic so let's go into that a little bit let's talk about so yeah. your influences must be varied obviously across your whole life and what your parents <laughs> listen to and what your friends listen to and what you like what you've learned along the way but in terms of the artists that really stand out to you as influences that you're like, I can never get tired of listening to them. Who, who are your sort of go-tos? I mean, obviously I can go with the classics, people like Patsy Cline. Okay. <laughs> and Loretta Lynn, yeah. you know. But there are sort of the, the more modern people leading the way. I'm not, not just women. I'm not sort of like, oh, I only listen. I only listen to women, yeah. Um, it's actually, I'm finding it easier now because I think I've dug enough to find the women that make that sort of, more gritty kind of rocky sound but originally it was a little bit difficult but obviously I like um, Brothers Osborne the Cadillac 3 they've sort of got that grungier rockier heavier sound and people like Gretchen Wilson Aubrey Sellers we've got Cassie Ashton she's sort of making her own brand of country which is really really cool just just loads I listen to a massive mix of playlists all the time Miranda Lambert I mean yeah She's, she's my one of my absolute idols. Absolutely. I mean, country music and me go back a long way. I know it's in roots music and obviously blues and rock and all of that. I love yeah. all that as well. But in terms of like when I think of like, especially, you know, like the country country festival and those sort of artists, you think yeah. this this would fit in there, wouldn't it? And I think I heard that you, you won an award uh, for your EP <laughs> last year. So why don't you tell us about that? That sounds fun. Um, so for my, I released my second EP last year in July uh, called Firecracker. And it was the sort of first full band EP that I've released so it's the more rockier side of me and it won the EP of the year uh, for the UK CMSA so Country Music Spotlight Awards um, from Bells and Gals which was a huge honour. Yeah it's fantastic isn't it? <laughs> the, the whole EP was recorded remotely like like the Girl Talk single like everything I'm doing at the moment to be honest. It's fascinating. Um, but it was all recorded during lockdown so it was literally a case of I record my guide, I send it to the bassist and the guitarist and the drummer and the drum the drums were done in the in the studio in January just before we got grounded. Wow. Um so we we're quite lucky to get that in. But as far as the guitar, pedal, steel, bass and everything else, that was all done remotely. So it really is quite, amazing um, how how production <laughs> has moved on and how many people have realized they can get a lot done at home now. Definitely. And I think having that audio production degree behind me has really, really helped. Yeah, definitely. Going online has been amazing. And also just seeing how people were connecting all over the globe now. And you did mention, didn't you say one of your singers was in the States? So Yeah, Vicky Vaughan. So she's uh, from Kentucky and yeah. I think she lives out in Nashville at the moment. Fantastic. Um, 
and it's just making those those connections is awesome like I've met Vicky because she's come on tour to the UK and I supported her band but I've made connections with new fans as well through the live streams which I never would have made had I not been live streaming and I probably wouldn't have been live streaming if lockdown, lockdown absolutely so it all kind of bittersweet in yeah. a way like I don't think I don't know if the girl talk project would have come about if it hadn't been for lockdown because I had that time on my hands to make such a huge project happen and I I said to my friend one of my friends um who's on the track this morning Georgia I said to can we just take a minute who does this <laughs> who thinks you know what I'm gonna go do this massive project I was like who does that who in the right mind does that I was like me I'm not in my right mind <laughs> you see I would say the brave the courageous you know the 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 world leaders your future world leaders because you know <laughs> the people that are standing up making some noise about things that need to be discussed you want to have that conversation you want to bring that into the forefront I and I think that's it's really funny. important and that's what the youth of today need to be doing your generation have got such a weight on your shoulders we've uh, got a lot to say and like, features, we've, you know? we've seen the injustices we've yeah. experienced them firsthand and as much as a lot of us can deal with it, we're kind of used to it, which is sad. Yeah. Um, I don't, I personally, if I had children and I had a daughter and she wanted to enter this, this kind of industry or any industry where it's sort of a bit more male dominated, or just any industry anyway, I don't want her to be treated like that. Yeah. I don't want her to experience what I've experienced because it can really bring you down and you know, I'm I'm lucky to have grown a very thick skin. <laughs> that is the that is the sort of the resilience that we get, I think, from that yeah. oppression that we that we can suffer sometimes as women. I'm not gonna get too political with this on but it is International Women's Day and you're sort of like when women it is International Women's Day. It is International like, Women's Day. I think it's important to say as well, I'm not attacking anybody with this song. No. And I'm not trying to say it's all men. I'm not trying to say, you know, oh men are bad. Yeah. But what I am trying to make a point is that if these things never happened or if they happened with such, you know, infrequency, it wasn't overly significant, then I wouldn't have a song to write about it. That's very true. Very, very true. <laughs> Every woman who has featured on that track and more have been through those experiences. That is a lot of people. So it kind of, it says something. It really does. And I think in, in the music industry, well, in any, like you say, in any industry, generally, we're, we're more dominated by men in the room yeah. but it's a shame we're still having these conversations about equality isn't it really this this yeah. in, in 2021 I think it's only just starting to change now for real and, and picking up speed but even then it's going to take a long time but as long as we keep having that conversation everyone has that conversation not just women yeah men need to join in the conversation as well I mean <laughs> The amount of posts that I've seen today, and I'm like, really, on International Women's Day of all days, I've seen a news article, well, apparently it's a news article, about a woman, just because she's a billionaire and used to be married to the person who owns Amazon, she's gotten remarried, and that was a news article. They got a quote from her ex-husband on his opinion of her new husband. And I thought, why is that newsworthy? I, I read the article. I'm not, you know, I didn't just look at a headline and go, oh God, I read the article to see like, why, why is this relevant? And it just isn't at all. It was literally just about, she got married to a teacher and her ex-husband thinks he's great. <laughs> that's so bizarre, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's wonderful, you know, good for her. But why is that why, a headline? Yeah, that makes zero sense to me as well. I'm like, 
I don't know. On on today of all days, <laughs> or um, or a festival who are have announced an all female bill for a stage at their festival, which I think is amazing. Yeah, that is a step in the right direction. And the first comment was saying, "Oh, so you're booking people based on gender and not talent." <gasps> then proceeded to respond and say, "No, there are very talented women out there, and we happen to just be putting them on a bill on a stage to highlight this issue." And the ace kind of um, commented back saying. Oh yeah, well, I like these female artists. <laughs> and I thought, weird. why? Why is your first thought that they're not talented? It's why awful. Is that it's the awful. First conclusion. Oh, we'll just book them on their gender. It doesn't matter what they sound like. Um, oh, that's crazy. What Absolutely are you crazy. It's bizarre. I mean, I I, I know. Um, obviously, Lin- so Linda was uh, was the drummer in Crossover, which was a band we we were in together for about ten years. On you know local scene, we did some corporate and weddings and stuff as well. But on the whole. Our, the bulk of our work every month was local pubs, mm-hmm. you know, clubs and social clubs and stuff like that. And I tell you what was funny, the first couple of years that we were doing that, because I had a female drummer, female front singer, we're harmonising, we've got the guys' keys and guitars. And uh, some people sort of locally like, oh, no, we don't go and see female-fronted rock because females can't rock kind of thing. And so oh, I, I've been told that. Yeah. I, I got go, told this is that just... by a boyfriend, that I wasn't aggressive enough to play rock music. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's just I was crazy. like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute that you think that's going to bother me. Yeah, that's, it's just insane. I mean, the thing is as well, it, you, I think we have a harder time breaking through because obviously what you then do is you you gig your butt off and you prove that you're amazing and then people do follow you and then they go, oh, yeah, women can rock. twice as hard for the same recognition. Exactly. And there is also the added issue that certain people, again, this the same person um, took credit for all the gigs that I booked, all the work that I put in all the music I produced because he said that he was managing my band and uh, he wasn't uh, at all and I only found that out quite a while after we broke up wow. and um someone actually asked me like what are you gonna do now you've broken up like he was managing your band right and I just went excuse me <laughs> like skip can't I do my own booking like, oh my god I have just done all of this work and yeah. all this time he took credit for it and he actively put himself out to take credit for it, knowing it was all me. That's crazy. You're like the little girl who does what she's yeah. told. Oh. And I mean, I was like 16 at the time. So, you know, I'm yeah. quite young. I wasn't taken overly seriously. Um, I remember a sound check at one of the gigs where um, it was in a steamboat. So it's pretty small. Isn't it? Yeah, I love that one. And, um, and there was one other band that had one girl in it. And all of the boys from the other bands, and there were four bands playing, all of the boys lined up in front of the stage, arms crossed, glaring at her, sound check. And one of them actually said to me, you expect to sound check four bands in 30 minutes. And I mean, I had I had scheduled all of this to a T. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. And so they were, they were just staring at us while we sound checked. It took us 30 seconds to sound check because the engineer knew as well he'd been recording us before. And so I kind of had that little joyful moment of coming off stage and saying, well, what are you doing? Go get your kit time for your sound check and they were like oh what you're already done it's like yeah <laughs> oh okay then <laughs> oh, I love the it. Fact that, that they did that they didn't talk to the boys in the band about it they came straight to me and doubted me mm. and I was like what is this because I'm a girl or is it just because I organize it what what is going on and 
unfortunately yeah I think it's it is because I was a 16 year old girl yeah it's just such a shame we get that 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 sort of level of sort of disrespect disbelief and all of those things that we get to suffer just for being women but uh, on on the positive side, though, I mean, this has just been such a. <laughs> this, is, this is very negative. Let's, yeah, let's it's like yeah, it's, the, the positive the positive side of uh, of women coming together to make music is is brilliant. And uh, back in back in the nineties, when you were probably in nappies or whatever, uh, <laughs> I was heavily into following um, a festival in the states called Lilith Fair, which was put together yeah. by the Indigo Girls. And you know, would a, an all female festival be in the making? Something you could organise <laughs> in the I've future? Definitely had some requests. Yeah. Um, I, I run a gigs promotions company obviously normally when we're allowed to called whiskey kisses promotions and i've toyed with the idea of a little sort of day festival um and with i made a um concert poster style lineup as part of the merch so you can buy that as a print um also just a little plug if you do buy any merch 20 percent of the profits go to girls rock london yes. uh, as well so you can do even a little bit more than just downloading or just download it's fine um <laughs> But I made that poster and when I released it, I did have quite a few people requesting <laughs> an all-female festival. So maybe, yeah. maybe when, when the world's back to normal, we might have a think about it. <laughs> but the, the guys can come along, but, you know, yeah. and they'll get a great view if there's lots, I mean, lots of the, women. This song is not, as much as it's called Girl Talk and it's on International Women's Day and, you know, it's all female, it's not just for women. It's for anybody who has been treated badly, who's been ghosted, who's been hit on in very inappropriate places and ways anybody who just feels dismissed and pushed aside it is for them and part of the message is is sort of saying you know when you talk about something it takes the power away from it so if we band together and we talk and we open up about these things they don't have power anymore and we can probably find a solution as well very wise words, young Amelia. <laughs> very, very wise words. Fantastic. Okay. So the the, uh, the concept of vocal freedom, let me ask you, what, what would that mean to you? What's vocal freedom to you? Um, many, many things. <laughs> freedom to use your voice, freedom to speak up, but also, I guess, being a singer as well, sort of having that free feeling when you do use your vocals and like maybe you hit a note that you didn't think you could hit you're like yeah (laughs) like flying and it's just the best thing ever and using that sort of freedom to express yourself in new ways that aren't just speaking because I am horrific at speaking are you I think you're doing a very good job it's making me cringe really bad (laughs) and I'm kind of yeah I just hear how much I trip over my words much better when I'm singing when I remember my words um (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's sort of, that's sort of what that would mean to me. Yeah, and so thinking about artists that you admire, male or female, um, who who has vocal freedom to you when you see them perform? Like, really gives you the goosebumps. Who just like, oh my god, that voice, oh, Beth Hart, hands no. down. I actually, so I took my partner to see Beth Hart for her birthday because she's like her ultimate favorite artist. And I came out of there and I spent a full week just questioning, why am I doing music? (laughs) Oh, God. Because that was just so incredible. I was like, oh, my God, if that's what being a musician is, I am not it. Oh, well, that, I mean, you, you've, you've had a transformative experience. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it definitely made me sort of step back and think like, wow, because she's just so open about herself and her past and her struggles and her music really speaks that and takes you to those places where she's experienced those things and, and been through really dark things. But also she's written stuff that just brings joy and happiness. And I think that 
contrast and being able to do that and feel so deeply and pump that into a music with such incredible musicianship. I've never heard an artist sound the same live as they do recorded. She's the only artist I've ever heard do that. And I was just like, what is going on? That's amazing. Because <laughs> I know she's not miming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would be, if you're new to this artist, Beth Hart, what would be a song that is a good, like, if you've never heard her before, that is going to pull you in? Leave the light on. Leave the light on. I'm going to write it down. Leave I'll put a link on. to that right. in our show notes. That's one of, I, I knew a bit of Beth Hart before I met my partner, but that was the song that my partner introduced me to. And oh, it just gets you right, right in there. Yeah. Oh, we love that. We love that. And I mean, that that's the, the joyous thing about being involved with music, isn't it? When you can make those connections when you're singing or you're performing a song and it lands in the audience's ear and they get you. Yeah. So talk to me a bit about your experience. Obviously, I know you haven't been gigging in at least a year because gigging's been off the cards for everyone. Have you got any sort of really memorable moments of being on stage that where you've just made those connections and felt really at ease? I think the first moment that comes to mind, I was playing quite a noisy gig um, in Leeds. It was at the Lending Room and I was supporting a, I think they were a Canadian band who were coming around touring. And I mean, there were not many people there to see me. I was the second support act. So there was someone that had opened. But yeah, it was it was a relatively tough slot because just, as I said, they weren't there to see me. And I started playing this song, which um, it's called Head Rush. And it's one of my more ballady songs. At the time, I didn't have very many sort of ballady songs. And I started singing. And for some reason, the song just must have hit people in a way because within the first couple of verse like sort of lines you could hear a pin drop Mm. and everyone just stopped and listened and I was like oh my god I have actually just made like a massive connection with every single person in this room so wonderful that feeling is just insane to to know that these people are on the same page or they're hearing something of themselves in your lyrics and connecting to it that deeply that they just stop whatever they're doing and listen it's the best feeling ever and it makes mm. it makes them feel less alone and it makes me feel less alone absolutely that, that I think that's one of the most joyous things as a performer on stage is when you can really sort of feel like you're holding the audience in the palm of your hand and yeah. what you deliver is landing in almost in some divine way I mean I don't know how you feel about sort of spirituality or anything yeah, like that but <laughs> you know I'm, I'm open to most things so I, I think there's might, might be more to it than uh, meets yeah. the eye it's yeah I mean that that connection I think is really valuable and once you've had a taste of it I think it's what you're always kind of wanting to achieve when you go out and gig again I really get yeah. you, I hope you get to get get out and gig again at some point this year uh, <laughs> I've so, got a couple of festivals booked so fingers crossed that yeah to go just got to see those numbers go down and hopefully all these things that are planned <laughs> can actually go ahead this year because there's quite a few things we thought were going to go ahead by the end of last year didn't we like yeah. the theatres were going to reopen they opened for a couple of weeks and they had to close again so it's been a bit it's been a bit of a Fingers funny old crossed. one. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of like the coronavirus that is sort of hitting your life, how have you coped with all of that? Has everyone in your periphery been safe and well? It has been very worrying. I mean, we've got, I've, I've got grandparents who are vulnerable. So as my partner, she's, her mum's a bit vulnerable, you know, she's sort of got asthma and that. And you do worry about your loved ones mm. a lot, but we're very lucky to, to not have anybody that's sort of caught it or been too ill with it. And it's just about sort of staying in touch as best we can. I live 200 miles away from my parents. I can't see them, mm. even though they're sort of single household. They they um they could have a bubble with us, but with the distance, we can't. And um, 
we've stayed definitely stayed connected, you know, via sort of Zoom and, and video chat and phone calls and that. But it's it's been rough. Yeah, I think if a lot of people I know are sort of just missing that contact with people that they, yeah. you know, we, we can still connect online and, and message each other and stay in touch. It's but just not quite it's not the quite same, the same as having a squeezy hug from your best friend, is no. it? You know, so but I mean, you, you're you're not on your own, which is great. So you and your partner are yeah. happily. So you're up in Leeds now. You're you're staying there. Yeah, yeah, I'm up, up near Leeds and staying here for the foreseeable. It's it's a lovely place. We just sort of moved out to the countryside, so I've got I've got like a nice view of fields and hills oh, outside lovely. my window lovely lovely um but it is great and we've got our pets as well so we've got a dog a rabbit and two mice <laughs> oh <laughs> really <laughs> pet mice do they like yeah. run around they're in like a little habitat yeah we put them we put them in little their little sort of like hamster balls and they go oh. in there and they just go mental oh, um, so cute. but they're lovely we, they're called uh, loretta and patsy oh wow that's just <laughs> the rabbit's called hank <laughs> oh my god it gets better <laughs> Oh, I love it. Little Hank. I did try to get the full name Hank Williams, but um, Tammy said she wouldn't go to the vet and call him Hank Williams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. We stick with Hank. <laughs> That's cool. You're releasing a video today too. I am. Yeah, the video is premiering at 6pm on my YouTube. Okay. And I'll be hanging out in the comments. Fantastic. Um, so the, the video, you know, just because doing a, a single with 20 odd artists on it is just not work enough. I challenged myself. <laughs> So my eyes twitching, I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, I challenged myself to do a video to go along with it, just to raise a bit more awareness and have a bit of fun and have something to smile at because we all need a reason to smile. Absolutely. And if this can make someone smile and laugh and barely laugh because it is really funny, um, oh, then that's great. And it's sort of achieved its purpose. And it was also an opportunity to get more people involved that aren't just in the music industry as well. We've got some fitness professionals in there. We've got management, we've got bloggers, and we've got some drag artists. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, I'm going to um, see, I'm going to have to share this with my daughter now because she's just obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race and has been since she was about oh, nine. We've, we've got two drag queens and a drag king as oh, well, fabulous. which we don't see a lot of. Yeah, amazing. And they're just brilliant. And it's just sort of have that diversity as well because, like I said, this is a song for everyone and, you know, we're also about the equality um, in the LGBT community as well and having those equal rights too and equal opportunities. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the video was all done, obviously, remotely. We were in lockdown. Um, and how I did it, because I thought, how am I going to direct a music video with this many people and also just make sure that I get everything in on time? So the idea sort of went on to, okay, let's use Zoom because Zoom has a recording function. So it was a case of sending them a song and the lyrics. Um, obviously, the singers already knew what they were doing, but anybody else, it was the, the song and the lyrics saying, hey, could you do this? Could you learn it? And dress up in anything you want, anything goes, and lip sync it to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll record it. And that's how we did it. And it was really weird, but so much fun. And oh. honestly... The people involved with this went all out for it as well. There are some absolutely hilarious clips. So, with the, so following on from the video, because everybody involved to say thank you and celebrate everyone involved, there is an awards evening on the seventeenth. <laughs> oh, right. So you have to tell us about an awards evening. What for? Like an best dressed evening. or something. So basically, the video will sort of carry on into awards, and everyone is nominated across a few categories. It's it's just kind of again it's a laugh it's a celebration it's yeah. just a bit of fun and um fans can vote for their favorites in each category and there's an ultimate bell talk um award as well for just best person or fan favorite 
Um, wow, that's so and cool. And these will be awarded on a live stream awards evening where pretty much everyone is attending via Zoom. So it will be streamed on Facebook via Zoom. Yeah. And there'll be obviously the awards, um, there'll be performances, mini interviews, and just a load of banter. Oh, that sounds <laughs> so much fun. So is that something anyone can come and join in with? They can. They can view it um, on a mini music Facebook page. And that will be going live at 7 p.m. GMT on the 17th. On the 17th of March. St. Paddy's Day celebration as well. Ah, <laughs> two in one. So you can bring your bring your Guinness and yeah. and your and your uh, your Irish. I mean, I'll, I'll be doing tequila shots live. Nice, um, because I'm not hosting it. My partner's hosting it. She um, does Sunday Rose sessions live streams. And um, yeah, sort of in collaboration with her and she's going to be doing the hosting and I'm going to be getting drunk. Oh, <laughs> sounds like a party. Brilliant. <laughs> There's always a lot of more work than people realise, I think, aren't there? especially with, um, you know, releasing music and, you know. Absolutely. And I've been very, um, very lucky to get Laura on board. She's done the PR for me from Your Forte. And uh, this is the first time that I've ever had someone help me with PR. So that's been a learning curve and all. Fantastic. <laughs> but I definitely needed it and appreciate it. <laughs> How would you describe your journey with your voice? Love, hate. I mean, my my voice has changed massively. Obviously, you're growing up. It's going to change. It goes going through changes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes, yeah, I do. I do feel like my voice sort of worked against me. That was probably my fault. I probably could have done more for it. But I think I've reached a place now where I know how to treat it <laughs> and treat it with respect. Absolutely. We, we're every, every, pretty much every singer I've ever worked with has gone through a phase of kind oh, of going, God. oh, okay, I might not I get away with that. I really used to beat up something bad, especially when I was in a band. And I'm, I mean, I'm still not very good with the whole warm-ups thing. <laughs> I try. I try my best. But I do have a style of singing where if I want longevity for it, I do need to take care of my voice because I, I have that, I have a natural grit and sort of gruffness. I've always had that apparently since I was a baby. Like I'd cry and strangers would sort of be like, whoa. But I do I do have a growl that I've sort of mastered a little bit now. But I want to be able to use it and harness it. And to do that, I do know that I need to take care of my voice. Absolutely. I've gotten better at that recently. Um, so is there anything that you know now... As a 23-year-old woman, is there anything you know now that you kind of wish you could go back and tell that 16-year-old Amelia? How would you uh, advise your younger Take self? no crap. Yeah. And, like, don't be too nice. Because I, you know, in music and in my personal life, I've sort of, my track record has been, I've been way too nice and taken too much that I just shouldn't have. And it's ended up with me just sort of having a meltdown and breaking things off in a bad way or just you know having a really bad argument and stuff like that and you know what if I just said no or held my ground a bit more then I possibly wouldn't have reached that obviously there are going to be arguments in life I'm not saying you can avoid all of those (laughs) but I do wish I had taken a lot less negativity and bad things but hey, it's kind of made me who I am, and I exactly I don't all of those experiences inform who it's you are today. I've passed down. I think it's something that I'd more pass down to someone else mm. rather than go back and change. Because I'd rather not change where I came from. Oh yeah, because I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing now. My partner said it. Um, I've had friends say it as well. Without knowing my partner said it, so that was really freaky. <laughs> um, oh, really? Just saying that they think this is going to be bigger than I realize. 
and and maybe it is you know when you're in it and you're in a project and you, you're doing it all you don't really see like the full picture until a little bit after it's done or until you sort of can take that step back and I'm not quite at the point that I can take the step back yet yeah um and I think yeah I think this project is the one that's that's maybe going to spark a few conversations as I said there's some there's some lyrics that are based in truth and my kind of attitude with this like even even if it's not the person that I'm talking about um if anyone sees themselves in a negative light then maybe I'm not saying you know you're a bad person but maybe take a look at your actions and flip it around and see if that had been done to you or if the genders had been reversed would it have been okay Mm, that's a really good way of putting it I think if you know it's like the whole living a mile in someone else's shoes but a lot of a lot of guys who perhaps don't see the inequity I think it's a lot more not realizing yeah it's just a, it's a blissful ignorance conversations yeah it's it's just being like oh well they've never had to experience that so they don't think about it in that way it, like like I was saying to Tammy the other day like isn't it mad how if it's dark outside I'd think twice about walking to the shop most guys wouldn't do that wouldn't even so, go through so it's it. a little bit like that those those things you, they don't have to think about it because it doesn't necessarily happen as often and I have have had those in the music industry as well where I've sort of said to to a producer yeah by the way you know saying that you know referring to women as estrogen as estrogen as great as estrogen as really? great as the intention was um, um a male producer posted in a production group we need some more estrogen in here the sentiment is lovely yeah. I know. Rethink the wording. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think I know why there aren't many. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, and, and it's just, I sort of had a word with the person running a group. I said, by the way, you might sort of want to rethink that. And they were like, oh my God, I didn't even think of it like that. And I was like, yeah, if think of it like if someone in a girls group just went, oh, we need more testosterone in here. It would have yeah. been a little bit weird. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just the weirdness of it. So. It is the weirdness of it. And I guess it, it, there's always been this sort of power battle, I think, between the, the male and the female species. And I think it's even more complex now that we have lots, well, we always have had probably lots of people sort of in the grey areas in between. But yeah. but now, you know, people feel more free to just be who they are and, and, to yeah. accept, and for us to accept each other as we are as human beings based on... Yeah, who we are, and and I just I just want to applaud you for you know bringing something like this into the into the forefront so that people can just have that little conversation later about what's this song about, why has this happened, and yeah. and uh, you know and that's, then that's the that's the goal. I mean, at the end of the day, we're supporting all these female artists. We're supporting a charity that does amazing work, and hopefully, we're starting a conversation with groups that maybe didn't consider the conversation before because I'm not trying to start an argument I'm not shouting at anybody here I'm yeah. just saying it I'm just saying yeah <laughs> absolutely and like I say even if just like if, if if a few men who hear it go oh god maybe that's me oh yeah. um maybe I should rethink about how I behave and that in itself will be a miracle <laughs> we just move a little <laughs> bit a step further down the evolutionary line there Definitely. um you know I mean I'm like I, I like men too but you know it's that thing of um like that blissful ignorance of what they don't yeah. have to contend with because they're not women and it's it's a privilege. Mm. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for me on. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank so you kind. so much for including me in this. I really appreciate it. I'd love to invite you back on maybe in a couple of years and see what's been going yeah. on with you and uh, and how your music has been progressing. So keep That'd doing all these wonderful Thank things, you. Amelia. It's really brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're I'll welcome. You Take care. 
Thank you for joining me on the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll move into your day with a bit more vocal freedom, feeling that you can express using your voice and let the world hear what you have to say. Visit colchestervoiceacademy.com forward slash podcast. Sign up to be kept informed as new episodes are published and consider joining our online community. Membership to this will allow you to post questions to our guests, link you to show notes, social media links, and entitle you to exclusive offers from our guests. See you next time.